Yitavach, everybody. Shesma Rabbein, my Rabbi, Rabbein Shlita. First of all, Mazel Tov, this is not a small thing. I don't know if you guys know, but Abbas is not one of the small ones. This is a big simcha. It's unbelievable. And I have to say, before I begin a few different Torah, I have to just say, you guys, you don't know how lucky you are to be able to be in yeshiva and to see, come out every day, the faces of the Rebbeim, the Rosh Hashiva, Ashracha, that you have such a schos. It's not a small thing. I could say that Kamad, now one day goes by where I don't think back to the days in yeshiva. You know, it's usually... It's usually at a time where I'm not learning as much as I should, and I think back, you know, what my rabbeim think of me right now, you know? Whatever works, you know, whatever it takes. But really, Ashracha, you should be zeichet to soak it in. Mamish, soak it in. It's not a small thing. So, no, so I was asked to come to give some Dibri Chizik on a theme of Mesephus Vavasra. I'll tell you the truth, I don't think I have to give much Dibri Chizik because uh, just walking around the room speaking to some of the guys, I think it's like part of the culture. It's like baked in to mix human to finish Mesechta, so... I don't really think you need some chizik, but not, you know, I'm here anyway, so might as well. You know, one of the things that I, I remember in yeshiva just picking up, I can't say it was necessarily said beferish, but it's one of those things that I think you just pick up through osmosis, that the biggest chizik that a person can have is just from seeing the truth. You know, Torah itself is the mechazik, you know? Hashem oiz la'amayitain. That's what Torah is. So I don't think it's necessary to give, you know, the rechizik, how amazing it is. What I want to share with you just for a few minutes, Rishus Maravim, is just to talk a little bit about what's happening when a person learns Bikiyas. What's happening when a person finishes a Masechta? What do I mean by that question? You know what's happening, you're turning pages. But in the Nefesh, in the Neshama a little bit. A little bit where we can enter into that place. What's going on in the Neshama when a person learns Bikiyas? Like was mentioned before, Tyra, Limana, Tyra is Tvekis. It's an exercise in attachment to Lukus. So there's Ion and there's Bikiyas. Hashem Echad. But it must be that the level of attachment, the Avodis uh, HaNefesh, that's taking place with Ion, is a little bit different than the Avodis HaNefesh that's taking place with the Bikiyas. So what is that? And maybe by investigating that for a few minutes, maybe we'll try to. Uh, to take away one of the minias that stands between a person and, uh, you know, learning Kola Tarakula, learning Bikiyas and finishing Masechdas. And one of the minias that one, that one finds is a legitimate one. It's a legitimate tain, it's a legitimate kasha, which is a following. You know, one of, the, one of your jobs as Bachar and, and Yeshiva is to, is to learn how to learn, right? To look at a sugya and to look, to identify the main kashas of the sugya, to figure out how to, how to ask the question properly, the tools that are needed to get to the bottom, to the oymik of every sogya. And part of that sort of training is to realize before you begin any sogya that there's an oymik, it's mamish, mamish, eman, saif, in every sogya. Now knowing that, and that's part of your responsibility, it's all of our responsibilities to appreciate that and to do the best we can to get to the oymik as much as we possibly can. But knowing that already itself creates a little bit of a mania in terms of Bikiyas. I think we know that because it's one of the things that a person sort of feels when, you know, you're going through Masechtas and you're going through Blat, even with a good Chazara, there's always that, that uh, it's hard to find, you know, Tarumas of the Lave, this, this little bit of part of you that feels like, yeah, there's so much more in the Sugi that I'm not getting, you know? By the time, I'm not even, I'm not even allowing myself to think about the Kashas that I know are there, you know? So I don't even know what the Kashas are. I didn't look at the Taisfis, or I didn't look at it deeply, and, 
So I know that there's consciousness here. I know there's an oymic. There's questions that I'm not attaching, that I'm not connecting to, that I'm not trying to be mavar. So I have to get on to the next one. So there's a little bit of a, of a struggle in the nefesh about this. Your main priority is to, uh, is Ian, is to get to the bottom of Sukkot, to learn how to do that. But at the same time, you also have to finish Pesachtas, as you know. So. so let's learn a little bit, just a little bit, what's going on when a person learns. In order to figure this out, just for a few minutes, let's investigate the following question. Is what is going on? What's the inning of Akasha? What's the inning of Akasha when a person's learning a Sukkot and so on, a Gemara and so on, you have Akasha. So you have Akasha, you try to find the Tarots. What's... Again, what's the avodah and nefesh? What's happening in the nefesh when that experience is taking place? With the kasha, you try to unpackage it to get to the bottom of it. Okay. So it's like this. We have the following assumption, all right? Now, spoiler alert, the assumption is wrong, but let's just get it. this is the assumption. Assumption is we all, the Rabbanu Shalom creates us, we have a guf, we have a neshama, and we're all pretty much put together. It's kavalvik. And the Rabbanu Shalom sends us into Eilam Hazah, and then it's in this place that we experience Nisyainas and Yitzharas and obstacles and Chayshech and Toyavavayu, it's all. But we're pretty good and we just go through moments and places where we're just under attack constantly. We have to be on Bini Sayim, do the best we can to, to hold on to the uh, purity that the Rabbani Shalom brought us into the world with. It's not 100% true. What do I mean? You definitely have a goof, and you have an isham, and then it's yainas. Those parts are not, you know, that's true. It's like this. It says in Pasuk, when Rav created the world of Aretz, he says, The way the Rav Hashem made the world is that the first stage of creation, that first moment of creation, is It's chaos. An unbelievable chaos. Everything was disjointed in upheaval. Whatever that means. You look at Rav whatever it means. And the Rav Hashem saw that chaos, and that just craziness. Everything inside out and upside down. Rebbe took that chaos and brought some harmony to it. Just as that's the process of creation, that's exactly how the Rebbe creates each and every one of us. When the Rebbe says into this world, you know, before we were here, our Nishamas, we're in absolute chaos. Mixed up with all sorts of Ra and Psylas and what does Rabbi Shalom do? The Rabbi Shalom puts together your neshama just enough, just enough cohesiveness, just enough harmony to be functional, to be functional. Barely functional at that, but functional. What's the job of life? The Rabbi Shalom charges us through the rest of our lives, and every moment is like this, to come in contact with another part of our neshamas, with another part of our nefesh, that's still in that original state of Tayyavavayu. And our job through life is to meet ourselves moment to moment and to come in contact with that part of us that's in that moment, that's manifesting in this particular moment, that's, that's still in a state of Tayyavavayu, that's still psoilas, that's still mixed up with all sorts of confusion and ra and chayshach, and to, bring, and to fix ourselves and to take our the part of ourselves that has been harmonized, has been put together, and to develop that further, to, to, to grow in that. This is what Nisayin is. You know, we tend to think of it as, again, we're good, and we just we meet up with negative influences or negative things. The need of Nisayin, the need of Yetzar, is that you're meeting yourself. It's just a part of you that's not refined yet, a part of you that's still broken, 
still in, in chaos. That's why, by the way, that's why the Yitzhar is so appealing, right? Because it's you. It's a part of you. It's a, the Haftariach HaKamaychah, right? You love yourself more than anything else. So when you come in contact with a part of yourself that's, you know, a little bit unorganized, you know, to say the least, then you're drawn to that. No one else, someone else's nisyanis are not as tempting to you. Because that's another person's nefesh. And this is, by the way, I mean, you know, it's brought down from every there's such a thing, that this is the cheshven of how the Rabbani Shalom, only Rabbani Shalom knows this, this is how the Rabbani Shalom decides how long a person has, how many moments, how many years, and so on. It's a matter of how much of your nefesh, how much pieces of yourself are you destined to meet over the course of your life that you're responsible to put together. And that's what it means to be Ayman when a person faces something that's, that's confusing, that's chaotic, that's difficult, and you're Ayman Yisayim. It means that you've taken a part of yourself and you've clarified it, right? You've, you've removed from it the psilas, the darkness, the confusion, and you've realigned it with, with truth. You've discovered, you've discovered yourself and you've corrected yourself, you've fixed yourself. That's, what, that's our job, to be Yusak and our nefesh. That's Aleph, base. Everything that I just said in terms of who we are and our experiences in life, is also true in what we'll call the oil matayra. What I mean? So, you know, it's well known from Chazal that every single yid has a chelik in tayra, right? Every single yid has an ois in tayra, every single yid has a chelik in tayra. What does that mean? It doesn't just mean that the Rabbana Shalom predestined has decided what chelik of tayra stam you're, gonna, you're supposed to learn stam like. Every single one of us exists in Tyra. And everything we experience has an aspect in Tyra itself. <clears throat> it means that there is different uh, dimensions to who we are. There's a side of who we are, which is physical and goes through this world, and we discover different parts of ourselves as we go through life. Some parts of ourselves are easier to handle, some parts of ourselves are a little, a little bit less easier to handle. But we go through life constantly meeting ourselves, meeting another part of ourselves that needs tikkun, and that needs beer. We exist also as Torah, we're the Am HaTayra. Kala Yisrael has a lotion of the Olam HaTayra. That's not just, I mean, it doesn't just mean uh, yeshiva light. Every single Jew, a nefesh of Yisrael is, a nefesh of is, in a certain sense, it's, it's Torah itself in soul form, in human form. Which means, just as a person is brought into the world, again, like I said, put together just enough to now be shipped off and to meet yourselves and to fix yourselves and to unpackage yourself and to find that part of you which is still in chaos and to work it through. That's exactly the experience that we go through in the dimension of who we are in Tyra. What is a kash? What is it when a person meets a certain sugya and all of a sudden there's a kasha, you don't understand it? It could be a, it could be a sophisticated kasha because it's a theory of some other sugya, or it's just I'm like, I, I just don't hop what's, what's being said over here. A kasha. You know what a kasha is? A kasha is that this sugya that you've just faced is a piece of you. It's a piece of who you are in entire form. And this piece that you just met, just like every moment, every part of yourself that you constantly meet, is still in a situation, it's still in an environment of toyo vavoyo. And the chaos that is you is being experienced in the Torah that you're learning in this moment. 
And when you take that sugya and do the best you can to be mavarit, to find the truth, to realign it with everything that you know to be correct and everything that is correct, then that is being masaking your nefesh in Torah form. You are, you are, this is why, you know, it, it, a person has no choice in the world but to meet up with the eights, or with, to, to meet up with the parts of ourselves that need fixing. That's what we're here for, to fix our nishamas. But it is up to us to a certain degree to decide which arena we are going to go through this process. You know, Chazal say, Elashin, it's a well-known Chazal, in Pagabucham and Nuvalzeh, so right? If you meet up with the Manova, with the Yitzhar, or bring him to the base measures. So, I mean, uh, before Hashem asks, you want to bring the Yitzhar to the base measures? The Gemara means to say, you know, go learn, and Tyre will have a schoola to protect you. So that's not what the Gemara should say. The Gemara should say, leave the Manova and run to the base measures. it says. The answer is, because you're here to fix yourself. You're here to clarify your, your midas, your nefesh, to align yourself with the truth of Tar with the truth of the Rabbanish Lord. That's your job. Of course you're going to be Pegeya B'menovel. That's, that's life in this world. That's what you're here for. But the choice that you do have, though, is that where are you going to meet the Menovel? What, what dimension of this relationship between this wrestling match between you and the Menovel, what dimension do you want to have this in? Do you want to have it on his home court, so to speak? You know, in the Shuk? That's already going to be a more difficult atmosphere. But you do have another option, which is to experience the same wrestling match and to be mavar, to be masaking, to, to be masaking your own neshama and to realign it with elokus. You have the opportunity to do that in a more pristine environment, in an environment where the Sahara is not as coarse, the Yitzhar is not as, not as uh, unrefined. And it's in fact the mitzvah to do it. When you are learning Ion, and there's a kasha, that kasha is the Torah manifestation of some Yetzirah in the Shuk. And your job is to kill that, to kill that Yetzirah, and to find the kernel of truth, and to realign yourself. And by doing so, then the Yetzirah in the Shuk's head has been cut off. And even when you see him in the Shuk, he's weakened. And by the way, Kol Yisrael Rav Mezelazah, which means that if you do this and you cut off the head of the snake, so to speak, in the base medrash, by answering kashas, by getting to the bottom of sugyas, by, being, by, by wrestling with the menuvel in a more pristine environment, then you help other neshamists out there that might not be in the base medrash, that are out in the shuk, and they're dealing with the menuvel in his territory. But because you cut off the snake's head in a more pristine environment, so the male of the body and all the branches of that tree, so to speak, are much... You know, it's only a matter of time till they decay. That's why everyone knows that Piskam is said by many tzaddikim, all different uh, places, right? That a yid that's learning in Mechavis or whatever the example was, you're helping a yid in Paris or wherever it is uh, to be Shamir Shabbos. Well, that's Shaykhaz. The answer is, because it's one, it's one Indian, it's one Indian of the Manuvel. It's one Indian of being Mavar, your Neshama, and your Neshama is really part of the collective Neshama of all of Klai Yisrael. And again, by you clarifying a sugya, and every yid is Torah itself in a certain sense. So by you clarifying a sugya, it means that you're clarifying yourself. And by clarifying yourself, by moving yourself, by realigning yourself, by moving from Toyu, by saying, he are in your life, that itself is doing so on some level for all Neshamas of Kalei That's the end.
So that's because you have to do that all day long. That's mamish uh, saving you. It's, it's what you're here for. It's mamish what we're here for. For your melakim yihar, it's just following the rabbanu shalom's mission statement. For your melakim yihar, einar el tyra. So what's the case? So it's like this. Although this is all true, I'm not retracting anything. <laughs> Although this is all true, but you should know. According to Chazal, according to the Sumer we find that although the Nefesh Hadam, the Nefesh Yisraelis, is taka far and our job going through life is Vayomer Lagimi He Ar, and we could do that again, like I said, in the Shuk, or we could do it in a more pristine environment in the base Medjash. But there is a part of the Nefesh, there is a part of the Neshama that, that's higher than Tayyavavay. It's coming from a higher place. It's already. It's Dovuk and Elokus in every single aspect of what it is. It is Shlemus, yeah? The Neshama that the Rebbe gave us has these two parts to it. It's a very big Indian, but very much Bekitzer. There's a part of the Nefesh, which I said is the part that, that we experience, that we navigate through. It's the Toyavavayu that we have to be Misaki. And that's with Ian, in the, in the Torah parallel universe of this. But then there's also the nefesh, the part of the shor- the shorish nefesh, which is tairi atenafachtabi. It's 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 always in a state of shleimus, and everything that the part of the nefesh that is in the tayvavayu state also exists in the shmushlam state, in the state of shleimus, in that place that already is before tayvavayu. Is brachus berlekimus hashemayim v'sar. It's even before tayvavayu. <clears throat> And you know, it's brought down in this farm, there's a certain strategy in terms of Vedas Hashem. And it's the following, it's given with the following mashal. It comes with a certain maisa, it's a, the, maisa is, the, the thing is like this, there was once, once say, give the following mashal, let's say there's a country, and it's being attacked by an invading army. Now it happens to be, this invading army that's attacking the country, let's say, you know, it's a difficult enemy. They're, they're great in number, great in supplies. It's a, it's a big avoided to face that army head on. And even if maybe you can, the, 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 the country that's under attack can handle a head on war against the invading army, Lamais, it'll take its toll. So there is a mahalach, which is that what happens is, is that you, as this country, you begin to retreat. But your retreat is in the following cheshbon. You know your terrain better than the invading army, right? So you know, more than them, where are the most strategic points to attack from. So what you do is that you're drawing your army back and you're compelling the enemy to come further into the territory. But really, it looks like you're retreating, but really you're retreating to higher ground. That's what you're doing, you're retreating to higher ground. And then when you find yourself in higher ground, now you can fight the enemy in a way that you couldn't have done head on. There is an Indian in Avodis Hashem that even though the Tachlis is the Tachlis is to be Misaki in your Nefesh and to primarily and, and hopefully to be Misaki in your Nefesh in that pristine environment of Ian, of breaking through the kashas of Asugya and discovering the truth within it, which is the truth within yourself, which is the Rabbana Shalom Alein. But there is a Mahalat that in order to do that, it's very difficult to do that head on. When the maneuver is right in front of you, even if you could overcome it, it's, uh, it's an avayda. So there is a mahalach of what? Of retreating to higher ground. Of connecting to a place within the soul, of discovering a part of yourself that was never in Taiva 
And when a person is makasha themselves deeply to that level within themselves that's above the Taiva Vayo, you're not escaping, you're not diluting yourself, you're not, you're not ignoring the issue. You're retreating to higher ground. You're putting yourself in a better position to then fight. This is true in the Mitzvahs. Even in the ways of the Shuk, this is, this is true. A person, a person has to have time to just escape the bilbulim of life, you know? And it's also moments of retreating to higher ground, not to take away from the realization that you have to go to war in a few minutes, but to have a breather and to always remain with one foot in that place of strength. That's true also in this Oil Matayra. Just as there's a, there's a side of Tyra which relates to the part of ourselves that's in Taivavayu. And that's the famous Gemara, everyone knows, Moshe Rabbeinu is in Arsinai, right? And the Malachim say, you know, Chem de Genuza, this unbelievable treasure of Tyra that was hidden, Tat Kadairas, before the creation of the world, you're going to give it to human beings? They have such chaos over there. And what does Moshe Rabbeinu respond? Yeah, we have such chaos. It's because, yeah, that's the objective of Tyrus, to bring light to the world, to light to Tyvavayu, that's the objective. But there is a chilik of Tyre that's come, that comes before Tyvavayu. And that parallels itself to the part of us that comes before Tyvavayu. What dimension of Tyre, what, what, what limud primarily is related, is touching that nukud in the nefesh, that's what, that's before, that's tatkadar is before creation. That's Bekiyas. Even though it might look on the surface that when a person's learning Ian, that means that you're getting to the bottom of things. And then when you're finishing the Sechtas, it feels like what? That you're just ignoring obvious kashas and obvious depth that you're not even paying attention to. That's all external. That's what it seems in Chitzainius. But in Pnimius, in the Nefesh of Yisraeli, what's happening is, is that when, when you're learning Bikis and you're in that mode that you want to finish Mesechtas, you're in that, that, that Bikis Moichen, so to speak, What's happening in that moment is that the Liman HaTayr, the Dvekas and Elokus that you are experiencing with that exercise is the version of yourself that's above the kashas. So it's not the shot you're ignoring the kashas. You're, you're, you're relating to a chelik of Tyra, to a part of yourself that's above the kashas. But not for the purposes of escaping the Muhammad, for the purposes of retreating to higher ground. This is the biggest side that we find, by the way, many times, like Ramchal, for example, Everyone knows Ramchal, right? Derech Hashem, Yisrael Sisharm. There's a lesser known Svarm from the Ramchal. One's from Adar Ramaram, for example. And Adar Ramaram, the Ramchal, talks about this and he, he compares this to Tevas Noyach. Since Tevas Noyach was not, you know, there was a problem. The world was Toyavavavaya, right? So what was Tevas Noyach? So it looks like he was just escaping the issue. He wasn't escaping it. He was retreating, so to speak, to higher ground. And when the time was ripe and the time was ready, and he was ready, and the world was ready, the, the teva opens up, and everything that's been developed over that time in the teva is able to emerge and repopulate the world. It wasn't a new beginning. He was retreating to higher ground. There is such a thing. By the way, just B'derach uh, Agav, this is one of the major chilukim, B'derach Hashem, between the way of Musa and the way of the Baal Shem, that everyone agrees that the Avayda is to go to Mulcham. Everyone agrees. The question is, how much focus should one put on this ending of retreating to higher ground. That's really the, that's really the issue. But this is what Bikiyas says. Therefore, I said in the beginning that one of the manias that a person has in, from learning Bikiyas is what? Is takes away from Ian. And then, listen, there's no question about it. There's only so many hours that you have. So, I mean, technically, it does take away from learning a Sukhi Ian. And there's many answers that, listen, and Chazal already said, Lucas the Lisper, okay, there's different ways to deal with it. You have to know a little, you know, you have to, you also have to know, you know. 
But deeper than that, in order to truly, truly learn Torah and be Makai what Torah is and what Torah is supposed to be Masakin in the Nefesh, it's very good to sometimes retreat to higher ground. And this is true in Limit Torah, it's true in Davening and Avodis Hashem, to retreat to higher ground. Because to face the enemy head on, you can do it. You can do it and you'll be Matzliach, but it's tiring, it's exhausting, you know. But if you can retreat to higher ground from that position of strength, that's a Gavalda Gazach. So the person learns Bikiyas. Doesn't take away from their union. If a person is learning l'shem shemaim, l'shma, for the purposes of connecting to their bari olam and finding truth within themselves and be masak in themselves and through that be masak in the world, b'malchushakai. So it's all kol and harsalchem aliyom. They all come to the same place. They all lead to truth. That's what that's what it is. That's my what it is. So no, that's the end of the dvar tire. So it is Matzah Shabbos. It's a little bit funny what I'm going to say now, but it is the truth. It's Matzah Shabbos, but the Chesidim then gets to say stories of Tzadik and Matzah Shabbos. Now, I happen to be a little bit confused. I don't know who I am exactly. Litvisha, Chesidish, I'm a little bit of a mutt. So, I'll say a Maisa, but it'll be a Litvisha Maisa. How about that? I'll do that. You know what a Litvisha Maisa is, no? Litvisha Maisa is a Maisa that's true. That's what a Litvisha Maisa is. They say, no, they say, they say from the Divrei Chaim. I'm half Chesidish, I can say that, you know. So, there's a, they say from the Divrei Chaim that he used to say that if a Chassid tells you, that they saw this with their own two eyes. It means they heard it. And if a chassid says he heard such a mice, it means it never happened. So, okay, so I'll tell you a mice. But the truth is, it's a mice that a chassid told me, so I'm not, okay, so I'm not sure. Okay, whatever. Mice like this. There's a friend of mine. He's a chassid shiyid. He's a very chassid. He told me the following story. He said that a number of years ago, he was once in a base measure somewhere, and he noticed there was an Alti, an old Jew sitting, you know. And so, you know, he's, uh, he went over to get a bracha. It's not an Alti. So uh, he got into a conversation with this person, and it turns out that this Yid, I, I don't remember the name that he said, but this was a Yid that uh, learned in the mirror. It was a Talmud of Rabbi Yerucham. So, so, so this friend of mine says to him, tell me a Maisa from Rabbi Yerucham. So, so this, uh, this old yid starts yelling at him, what are you doing? You want a chassid jamais? I'm going to tell you that someone gave a kvittel to Rabbi Yerucham and he made a moifres or something. He was uh, he sat and learned, and we learned, you know. So my friend says, I'm not asking for a chassid jamais. Just tell me something about Yerucham. You know, tell me something. So this is what he says. Half the good. So the yid sits. He said, my friend tells me, he sits for like, you know, about 30 seconds or so, just quiet. And his eyes became red by thinking about Rabbi Yerucham. And he said to my friend the following day, he said, did you ever have a pickle? Did you ever eat a pickle? Strange question. He said, yeah, I've had a pickle before. So he says to him, what was, what was a pickle originally? The pickle was a cucumber. So he says, it still looks like a cucumber pretty much, but it's altogether different. He says, Rabbi Yeruchim pickled us. So he said, Yeruchim pickled us. What can I tell you? Came in, we came out of the yeshiva, it might look the same size. We've been pickled. Sharatara is a yeshiva, but to me, it's a pickle factory. I mean, you take that out of context, it sounds a little bit, but that's mamish what it is. And you guys all have the schos to become pickles. It's mamish gazach. You have to seize the opportunity. Don't be satisfied with half with a half sour, you know what I'm saying? Not half sour pickles, mamish. Full you got spicy, you know, sweet one, whatever it is, pick your flavor. But Full pickles. And that's our collective tefillah. I can give brachas there. The tzaddikim here to give brachas. Our collective tefillah for all of us. And we should talk to these like to become pickles. 
Mamish, through and through, retiring your Shemaim of Avodah Hashem, seize the opportunity, you know, be misdabic yourself to the Rebbein, to Rosh Hashivas, and to Torah Kedosh itself, be misakin your nefesh, learn L'Shem Shemaim, know that when you're learning, you're be misakin yourself in the whole world, the whole world you'll be misakin. Hashem should bless us, we should be zaycha to experience that tikkun, the world bechlal, each one of us befrat should move out of Toivavayu to get to that place of Yemer Lekim Yiyar, Vivyas Kol Tzadim, Meher Vimeinu Amen.